Welcome to Talks at Stellenbosch Uni, Stellenbosch University's podcast where we talk about current topics and innovative research done at the university. Here's your host, Roseanne Engel. Today we are joined by Professor Anita Kluter, who is an Associate Professor at Stellenbosch University's Faculty of Theology. Prof. Kluter's research and teaching is focused on youth, youth culture, as well as religion and media. Educating and empowering South Africa's youth through teaching and research within the discipline of practical theology has been her mission for years. Prof. Kluter, thanks for joining us. Thank you, uh, Roxanne, for the opportunity. When you were growing up in the rural parts of Western and Northern Cape, did you ever dream of the career you have today? Yes, I was um, reflecting back now. I was actually quite ambitious from the start. Uh, I remember uh, at school, I was quite shy, introvert, <laughs> but I was working quite hard. So, so from the start in our house, we didn't have much, but material stuff, but we did. It has structure and we did have a lot of inspiration from our parents to to make the best of out of life. And, and one of the things that they really sort of emphasized was that we need to get a good education. Uh, so, yes, I remember being in, in the trick and I was sitting on the bench of my grandfather and my mother asked me, what do I think I will do after that? Because that is such a big moment, Razan, for a learner to make that decision. And I think up till today, many of us don't realize uh, when we went through that, uh, we forget how difficult that is. It's such a big decision to to decide what will I do with the rest of my life, sort of, right? So choosing a career path is, is really a big decision. And I want to encourage people actually to make time to assist uh, students and learners in this decision. So I remember sitting there and telling my, my, my mother, I would like to be a professor. And I thought, where did that come from, from myself? And I, I didn't even know what it means. I mean, what it entails. But I sort of had this idea. Uh, uh, I heard the word, I had some kind of uh, idea what it would mean. And she said, well, um, that sounds good. Obviously, she didn't know either what, what it entailed. But um, we know it was associated with the uh, university. But of course, life didn't happen um, that way from, from the start. So I uh, had to choose another um, career first or, or option um, to receive a bursary because that was, I'm talking now about 25 plus years ago, right? So that was a different time. So yes, I always wanted to be something, but in the beginning it was not that clear how I will get there. What motivated you to pursue your field of study? I grew up in a very religious community and a religious home. So my grandfather, my mother, church and religion was was uh, very much part of our, our uh, system. And you know, at that time, um, uh, church in, in school was actually like one thing. So in, in our community, we actually had the church in the school. So there was actually no difference between those two because uh, Monday morning we will have uh, a sermon. So I'm talking about 25 years ago, right? So so religion was always uh, part of my makeup and it was always interesting to me and I was always interested in, in knowing more about the Bible, about God, the world, life, death. Uh, but I didn't know in the beginning that theology was actually 
uh, subject that I should choose because it's school, they don't really tell you about that. It's also option to, to follow. Um, and many people sort of um, encourage you to go for, for careers where there's money and all those things, you know. We all just want to get up there. Mythology is not something that many people sort of talk about even at school. So, yeah, but that is always part of my, um, something that I would like to, to do. But, but at first, I, I've, I've enrolled for BCOOD. It's a nursing course at UWC, but within a year's time, I realized, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this practicals in my life. It's just too. So I had to deregister, which is not an uh, easy thing to do uh, because I was quite driven up to that point. And then I have to rethink. Uh, and, I have to, and I came back to this urge within myself to do theology and I went to a Bible school for three years and that was quite uh, interesting and fulfilling for me. I was, I was about, I think, 19 or 20 when I got there. I finished a uh, diploma three years. Um, I've done very well. Uh, I've learned a lot of discipline being there. And then afterwards I enrolled again. For the third time, actually, I've been uh, first year and I really want to encourage people at uh, starting over being first year again, it's not failure. It's part of life and, and, and we need to sort of embrace those opportunities that we have. So at 26, I enrolled again first year at, at UNISA to start uh, my first degree in, in theology. As you mentioned, the field of theology is not necessarily the most popular field and it's not really promoted as much in schools forced for learners to pursue um, when they head to university. But what would you say um, to people who might have an interest in this field? What can they expect and why should they pursue the field of theology? Well, I think within theology, we do have, uh, and I'm talking about Christian theology, and that's not the only theology that there is. Currently, I'm focusing more on religion. So I would say I'm sort of pursuing more religious studies within the field of theology. So because they, I think there will be no theology if there's no religion. So the, uh, theology actually sort of reflected or reflects on, on religion and practices, belief systems, etc. So I'm sort of zooming in on religion as, as that uh, faith systems and, and uh, the whole uh, power related system that, that, that we call religion. Um, yes, I think many students uh, don't know, rightly, as you said, and, and even at schools, people make, must make more uh, effort to, to give students a broader view of what they could do. Uh, we currently, we have a quite a broad um, base of, of theological training. In the past year, in the Faculty of Theology, we only had training for uh, people that want to sort of be ministers. But um, now, since we came here, um, we actually established a BTH uh, degree, three-year degree, where people that are just interested in doing theology and doesn't want to go that route of being legitimized in a church, they can do this degree. And we do get quite a bit of applications for that. Um, it's not such a long degree, and you can still continue doing post-credit uh, uh, um, diplomas, credit uh, diplomas. Um, so, yeah, so, so there's, there's quite a, a movement in, in the field of theology in terms of training, especially here with us uh, at the Faculty of Theology 
it's still a boss university. So uh, we even have people in our classes that doesn't necessarily believe everything that we teach them, but they're interested to know more about it. And, and you, you will get sometimes people at the end of the course and saying this has actually changed their lives. So there's different reasons why people in the world, one person will say like me, I feel I'm called, um, this is what I should do, I know that is what I should do. Um, and other person will say, I'm just interested to know about um, God, to know how, why do people believe, etc. And, and, and I must say, it's interesting for me to have both of that kind of students in, in my class. And you specifically focus on youth, youth culture as well as religion and media. That is your research focus. What is it that interests you about the specific topics um, and why do you feel like it's important to research? Look, I must say again, um, after my uh, master's studies, which was focused on, on church-related youth matters, the, the, the question is still asked today, why does young people leave the church? Um, so I've, I've looked at that in my master's degree. In my PhD, I've done something on unemployment, which is still a big issue today, uh, even more so, um, and in the church's role in economic matters. Um, but then I actually left it focus, and again, uh, I had to start sort of from sketch, sort of uh, building a research focus for me. And, and I think my life is sort of um, full of that kind of moments where I realize that, okay, I've done this now, but I'm actually interested in something else to, to take further. And I had to sort of really catch up on reading on, on religion uh, as a specific focus within theology and then also on media. Well, youth, I think, is a very interesting concept if you look from a sociological perspective how youth has been described and, and re described and how they keep on getting the scripts from, from society, who they must be, what they must be, etc. etc. So it's a very interesting um, concept, but also we must remember it's not only a concept, it's a lived reality. Um, and then, of course, youth culture is a, is a shifting phenomenon, but it's, it's actually the culture. So youth are actually leading culture, I think, uh, in society and also abroad. And if we don't understand something about that, we don't understand society, we don't understand culture. So I think that's, that's for me important that we zoom in on what youth are doing, what they are um, struggling with, what they are believing, uh, how they see their role in society, etc. And then, of course, like I already explained, religion was always an interesting thing for me personally. So it's a personal experience, but also I can sort of get out of it a bit and have a critical look and take a critical stance towards what I'm believing in, um, sort of. Um, also find out what other people believe and why, why do they have certain practices, etc. So yeah, those that combination. And then of course media, phew, where do I start to explain the importance of media today uh, in the whole, uh, um, when I talk about media, I understand it is uh, in technological based um, in, uh, communication, right? So you can't sort of uh, separate technology from, from media. So in my work, I actually reflect on both of these especially the nature of that and how we're only scratching the surface to understand how this is changing life, how it's changing our own uh, being uh, as persons, but also our being in the world. Uh, and just thinking about something, um, the process that is described as the fourth industrial revolution and how um, we actually have need of a moral compass 
because we are creating worlds by technology and we must ask ourselves the question, is this a better world that we are creating? Is it a world that's more just and equal for all people? Or is it a world that actually just perpetuates inequality and injustice? So, yeah, that's in a nutshell why I think it's so important. You recently also edited and compiled a book called Interdisciplinary Reflections on the Interplay Between Religion, Film and Youth. What motivated you to compile this book? Um, when I started uh, focusing on media, media is quite broad. It's not one phenomenon, right? So, you, so in order to understand something of this broad phenomenon, you, I, I realized I must maybe zoom in on one form of media. And I found film is, is in, in relation to youth specifically a very interesting one. So that was uh, the reason for choosing that. And when I started reading and writing about it, I realized there's a lot of, of, of um, similarities between film as a, as a cultural product and religion as a cultural product, and even the functions that these two are having in people's lives today. So that that was quite interesting for me. Um, and then, obvious. Uh, young people, but also actually everybody is, is, can relate to a film. If you talk um, to, to so many people, they can actually tell you about But I choose to, to talk to young people because um, I think young people are in a stage where um, they are many times separated from adults. Yeah? So we talk about the institutionalization of young people. They are put in different institutions, then you're at this school, then you're there and you institutionalize and actually separate it from adults and they need to find some kind of guidance and sometimes these cultural products like films are actually some of those bodies that they take along with them and, and these film stars become the heroes, become the people that sort of indirectly um, guide them in, in so some of the main findings was that uh, films do have an impact on their lives, shaping their worldviews and then, interesting, there's a point where films and religion sort of uh, really intersect in a very interesting way. When they sort of interpret films and they are religious people, religion is a big lens they use to interpret the film and taking uh, uh, messages from the film and rejecting other messages because of what they believe. And the second thing was their life stories. Um, where they are in their lives, their context play a big role in how they engage with the film. Therefore, life stories is for me a very uh, important thing. We need to tell our stories to each other, especially in South Africa, where we're still having this big project of reconciliation, moving transformation. If we don't share our, our stories, um, we will still be separated. We will continue just sort of having perceptions about each other and not moving closer to each other and building a new uh, society. And what do you think faith-based organizations can do to help our youth in South Africa? You've mentioned youth unemployment and we're all aware of many issues that plague South African youth. But what can faith-based organizations do to help the future of our youth? Yeah, I think there's so much that, that faith-based, especially in South Africa, because uh, religion... Uh, it's, it's still quite arrived uh, in South Africa. So people, uh, South Africans are quite religious people uh, in a certain sense, although there's a lot of individual kind of religious 
um, spirituality coming to the fore, also facilitated by the media. But I think uh, organizations offline, even online, they can still have a big impact on, on young people's lives. They can speak out um, and sort of um, contextualize and give uh, input into things like sexuality. Um, that's a big thing in, in, in young people's lives. Um, but it's always just talked about from a very psychological, biological perspective. But it's actually an extremely spiritual and theological topic. Um, being made in the image of God, as we sort of as Christians believe, but what does that mean, also being a sexual being? Um, so that is one of the big issues, I think, um, that churches could give guidance on, uh, not in a very moralistic way, but to help young people to discover them uh, as beings that's been made in the image of God. And that is not from a Christian perspective. I'm not saying all theologists see it like that. And then secondly, just assisting young people where they are. I think many times churches expect young people to come to them, but I think we, we're not in that phase of religiosity where people want to come. They want to be uh, met where they are, in their conditions, uh, at their school, on the field where they play hockey, so that we can have a presence, the churches can have a bigger presence in the everyday life of people, especially young people. Young people are under a lot of stress, being at school, uh, after school, many times not finding a job. Uh, and just for, for telling some of my own story, in, after my degree, I didn't get uh, employment that's in line with my training. But I did get, in the, the you know, place where I've studied, I did get a job to, as an admin to make copies and something. And I just said, I will take it. I will take it. And for two years, I actually done that. Um, and, and, and I stayed in the system, and then I got a lot better opportunities. I just want to say to young people, don't spoil your opportunities. Don't sit at home. Don't wait for something to fall out of the air. It will not happen. You will have to put your out there. You will have to let people take note of you. And you will actually have to advertise yourself. But you can only do that in a very good way if you have education. So grasp the opportunity to go to some place where you can have some sort of education because you are more um, competitive when you have a degree or diploma, whatever kind of training that you are able to get, just get it because it, it puts you in a better position. Uh, because unemployment, we know, is a big, big issue in South Africa. Prof. Clutter, lastly, what, what would you hope your research will have on the development of our youth in South Africa? Well, um, first of all, um, I quite a few times when students told me, I probably actually reading your research. And that, that for me is quite a big thing because students don't often read stuff completely. They scan and they sort of try to get through. Um, so I think there's, there's something on, on the topic that sort of interests young people. Um, but also after my book, um, the book is now being prescribed uh, within our faculty, but also other faculties um, asked for the book and they said they are prescribing it. So I think the whole idea, the notion of that um, we should not have lived with this distinction of secular, sacred, and, and sort of uh, now we're in the world and now we're in the church, we should actually uh, recognize that God is everywhere and that God can work for different things. And, and we should actually um, think about how we use uh, media uh, within faith communities. Um, 
And so, so I think there's, there's different ways that I hope research do reach not only students, but also in faith communities. I think we try to, to, to write the book in a way, um, and hopefully the other articles that it's accessible. I think many times we as academics just write for each other, <laughs> which is not so productive, I think. Uh, there's one way to do it, but we need to sort of, our research must also be accessible for other people. And actually, give them ideas how to sort of go about within the ministry and help uh, some of the articles and especially this book uh, actually assists with that. Some of the youth workers that sort of uh, bought the book told me they will actually now use this more and see how they can actually assist them in, in ministry. Thanks so much, Professor, for joining us and I wish you all the best with your work. Thank you so much, Roxanne, for the opportunity and goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow all the latest Stellenbosch University news at www.sun.ac.za or follow us on all the largest social media platforms.